five, four, three, two, one. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in to All Swish No Ish. Here is your host, Cody, Cody McBala. If you haven't already, I encourage you to look us up on social media and follow us. Give us a like. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The handle is at McBala Sports Training. We are on all those platforms as well as our website. McBallersports.site123.me There you can keep current with latest article postings, podcasts, and social media updates as well. So a little bit about myself. My name is Cody McCullough, and I will explain here in a few minutes where the nickname McBala originated from. Some of this information is on my website too, so I'm just going to paraphrase it here. Uh, So I graduated college in 2017 with a sport management degree. While I was in college, I worked with Lawrence North High School in Indianapolis, Indiana, and really enjoyed my time working with one of the best basketball programs in the state of Indiana and overall in the country. For those of you that don't know, Lawrence North High School is where Greg Oden and Mike Conley went to school, and in the early 2000s, they won three consecutive state championships, and they hold the Indiana High School record for most consecutive wins with over 50 games. So after working there, I graduated from the University of Indianapolis and took the LSAT, which is the test to get into law school. Got into law school at a couple places, one in Ohio, one in Indiana. Was really not wanting to go at that time. I graduated college in three years, so I was only 21 years old at the time and just did not feel ready to take that path. So I reached out to head coach Stephanie White of Vanderbilt University. She was the former coach with the WNBA franchise in Indianapolis, the Indiana Fever. And I knew her from my time at UND. I job shadowed her at a couple practices and coaches meetings and really just fell in love with the woman's side of basketball. I grew up in a household with two sisters and a mom. My older sister played basketball her whole life. AAU, so it was all year long, and I just, from a young age, I guess, really learned to enjoy the purity of the woman's sport, so whenever I got the job shadow Stephanie White with the fever, it just kind of rekindled that flame with the sport, and so after I graduated from UND, I reached out to Steph, who is at Vanderbilt University right now and asked her if they could use any assistance down there, and she said they could. So in September 2017, I packed my grandpa's truck up with all my belongings in the back and drove 300 miles from my hometown in Indiana down to Nashville, Tennessee, and found a place to stay the day before I started working for her. And I loved every second I spent down there. I The role that I worked in was 
similar to a GA, which is a graduate assistant position. I wasn't taking classes at Vanderbilt, but the work I was doing, helping like with scouting reports and breaking down player tendencies for opposing teams, clipping films from practice and games, things like that. It was stuff that I didn't really think I would enjoy or even knew I had the capacity to learn, but I did and it led me to be able to figure out things like this podcast. So after doing that, from September to March when the season ended, moved back to Indiana and gathered my stuff to go to law school in the summer in Ohio. The law school was in Ada, Ohio, Ohio Northern University, and moved out there into a one-bedroom apartment where the floor was crooked. I swear I set up the couch and a lamp in the living room and like the the lamp wouldn't even stand up because the house was crooked the weirdest thing i've ever seen but i lasted there for a couple weeks and just realized i i hated it. it wasn't that i couldn't do it it was that i didn't want to do it i didn't have the desire to pursue the law degree originally my plan was to get a law degree and then work my way up into the front office a general manager position with an NBA or WNBA team. Those were my original ambitions. But after working at Vanderbilt and just seeing the student athletes and what they go through on a daily basis year round, I realized that there was a different role that I could fulfill myself to help athletes maybe not on the pro level but at the amateur level and I just realized I missed being in the gym hearing the shoes squeak the basketball dribbling players huffing and puffing because they're out of breath running up and down the sideline the whistles just the ambiance of the basketball court I missed it and being in a library from 10 in the morning to 7 o'clock at night was not fulfilling that desire for me. So that's why I have decided to launch this podcast and everything is just to try to help prepare the next athlete in their venture. Boy or girl, man or woman, I'm here to help anybody that I can. I played one year of high school ball as a kid. I played where I'm from. Leagues don't really start until fifth grade with school leagues. So I played fifth grade through eighth grade. Loved it. Uh, Laurel Junior High School, Laurel, Indiana. Shout out to the Yellow Jackets. Played there. Played my freshman year in high school and then didn't play after that. Was not a big fan of the high school coaching staff that we had at the time. And I was just not in the shape that you need to be in to play high school basketball in Indiana especially. I was sophomore year, so 16 years old and weighed like 225 pounds. And so my sophomore summer, I got into better shape. By the time junior year started, I was at, I believe, 180, 185. By the time Christmas came in my junior year, so that'd have been 2013, 2012, 2012, that's right. 
I by the time that rolled around I was down to 170 and I was playing great I was working out at the YMCA daily and improving my game and then I got in a car wreck the day before finals started at my high school in December had a couple broken ribs my arm was in the sling for a few days had a bad concussion I pulled up to a stop sign and the brakes went out on the car that I was driving and I got t-boned and that really shook things up for me set me back a while fast forward to three months later and four months later and it was April April 20th of 2014 so I'm 17 years old now, four months removed from the car wreck. Doctors gave me simple instructions. I was not supposed to be doing any athletic activity until I passed the the test that showed I didn't have a concussion. Uh, I was playing basketball one day at the YMCA with my cousin Clayton and my friend Lucas Pavey. And we were playing 21. Clayton had the ball at the top of the key, and I went to block it, just jumped up and came down right on my right foot and just badly injured my right ankle. I went to the ER, and it was swollen to a point that I can't even really describe. The I had had five years in a row of perfect attendance with school. That's something I strive for even now when I work you know no sick days show up whenever I can so I'd had five years of perfect attendance in a row and even after my car wreck I went to class the my car wreck was on a Saturday it was on December 15th of 2012 and I went to school that Monday and presented my final presentation in my English class over the book Catcher with a Rye and got an A on it, and I was in a sling, hard to breathe with some cracked ribs, but that's just who I was. Perfect attendance meant everything to me. So after I broke my ankle, I went to school Monday morning, broke my ankle on a Saturday, went to school Monday morning, and it was the worst pain I have ever felt, trying to sit there with my foot up in the seat next to me, just holding back tears, first period English class, and after class, I was in a wheelchair for class. I got somebody in my class, Chris, to roll me down to the nurse's office. And he thought I was joking because everybody, everybody knew that I never left school. But uh, after he pushed me down, they realized how serious I was. And I remember he looked at me and he said, it must really hurt if you're going home. So went home, went to a doctor in Kentucky that was a foot specialist. They wouldn't look at me. They sent me to Cincinnati because they'd never seen something like it. And I wore a cast for two months on my foot, then went to an air cast for a month, and then started physical therapy. And that lasted over a year until I went to college. So throughout my whole senior year of high school, I was doing physical therapy on my ankle. So I'd worked so hard to get my body in shape to play basketball and then didn't get the chance to because of a freak injury. Just to kind of give you a mental picture of what my ankle looked like. So the doctor that treated me throughout the entire process, my last day when they took off the cast and they were saying I was ready for physical therapy, he told the nurse in there that 
my foot when he first saw me he said it started out as a baseball then it became a softball and then it became a beach ball that's how big my foot was just swelling within the first week but I fought back did my physical therapy still stayed in shape after all that moved to Indianapolis where I started at the University of Indianapolis and in my third year my second to the last semester at school because I graduated early I was playing basketball again at a YMCA this time on an outdoor court and was playing 21 or was playing one-on-one with a guy he was at the top of the key same thing shot it I jumped up just to contest it came down the same ankle and I knew from the pop that it was the exact same injury and sure enough it was and found myself doing I believe five more months physical therapy carried me from that November in 2016 until March of 2017 right right before spring break is when I got got done with physical therapy so I know what it's like now I may not have ever been a student athlete but I know what it's like just to be someone to play a sport and have to fight through the injuries throughout my life now I've had over I've done about 14 months 15 months of physical therapy just for my right ankle Uh, and it's tedious but that's why I've set out on this journey to to try and help people train and be more effective and efficient with their time because an athlete's time is limited and I didn't have the best experience as you can tell from this story so I'm hoping that by helping the next athlete I can help them enjoy the game in ways that I never really got to achieve so that is my purpose I love seeing the progression of athletes not only on but off the court as well so that is why I started the McBall Sports Training website and my social media platform to hopefully get the name out there and help train athletes uh, in Indiana, high school, age, middle school, whatever, junior high, elementary, college age, anybody looking to better their game on and off the court, that's what I am here for. Final up. Okay, so this is the last part of this first podcast thank you for staying tuned this long if you have i mentioned earlier that i would tell the story of how i got the nickname mcbala and here it is so when i was in seventh grade i got the opportunity to play on the eighth grade basketball team at my elementary school which i loved because the coach of that team is one dave robinson who is one of the best coaches in Indiana in my opinion just the way he connects with athletes and gets you motivated is something that I have never seen around the hundreds of coaches I've been around so it was I was in seventh grade and it was the first semester and we were having an open gym which is where you just come in and play basketball in front of the coaches and they see what talent they have for that year and so I went in 
and found that I was the only 7th grader in the gym that night. It was me and the rest of the 8th grade team. No other 7th grader showed up for open gym. So we started playing, and I had really worked on my game that summer, my 6th grade summer going into 7th grade. I have two older cousins, Jordan and Clayton, that I played with my whole life, and it is rough playing with them. There's no such thing as a foul, and if you get hurt too badly, you better just play through the injury or go inside and tell your mom about it. So, and we mostly played outside too, so we're playing all summer long, dribbling and gravel and grass and dirt, and so the game just came easier when you put it, put it inside of the gym. And so I'm there that night, only 7th grader playing with the kids that are older than me, and I just felt confident. So I went in there and just owned the gym, really. I was making behind-the-back passes. There was one point where I threw the ball in off one of the 8th graders' backs and drove down and hit no look pass to a teammate for a layup. I was hitting shots, driving the lane was really just wreaking havoc on everybody there and so the next day I'm at school and one of the eighth graders Jacob comes up to me in the cafeteria and I figured he was going to haze me for showing them up or whatever and so I'm sitting there eating lunch and he comes up to me and I'm bracing myself for the worst of it you know looking for the the nearest teacher to bail me out of this situation if I need to and he comes up to me and my friends at our table. And he says, hey, Cody, you know, the way you played last night, we shouldn't call you Cody McCullough anymore. And I figured some insult was coming, some name calling. So I said, okay, Jacob, I said, what name, what name should you guys call me from now on? And he said, instead of Cody McCullough, we should call you Cody McBala. And that was in seventh grade, so... 2008, 2009, and it's stuck since with a small group of friends, so that's the name I thought sounded best in my venture to try to reach out and help other athletes in any way I can, was to go back to my roots, my my favorite part of my playing days, you know, seventh grade, the summer, the heat, being outside playing, playing with my friends. Um, so that's what I wanted to channel, just the innocence of why we all first pick up a ball in the first place, is to just have have something to do to get away from our problems and just have that safe haven to go to. And that's what McBala represents. It, I don't think it's just me. It's anybody who has that alter ego once they step on the court. They forget about the big test that's coming up. They forget about the bills. They forget their cars in the shop being worked on or that they have to go grocery shopping later. It's just you, a ball, your tennis shoes, and whoever else is out there with you. So this concludes the first episode of All Swish, No Ish with your host, Cody McBala. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to having new content out frequently, hopefully every week for you guys. And this podcast can be found on Spotify and on SoundCloud. So if you go on there, follow the show, give it a like, share it with your friends, please. If anybody has a topic that they would like me to 
cover in a show, please just hit me up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The handle is at McBaller Sports Training. We are on all those platforms as well as our website, mcballersports.site123.me, M-E. Get back here. That's a penalty for showing off. So this is the end of the very first podcast. This is McBala signing out, reminding you the next time you're with your friends, remember, don't shoot the ish, shoot the swish.